Usually we don't look at our feet. We don't even notice them. The feet are just there at the end and we only look at them when they're hurt or there's a change. Hard skin and callus, thickening of nails is usually trauma-related as in the way the foot is functioning. I'm talking with Jennifer Blackburn, registered podiatrist, all about feet and biomechanics and how important our feet are really to our overall health and well-being. And I'm a convert, so she doesn't need to persuade me that looking after your feet is really so very important. And currently I'm having the pleasure of having my hard skin scraped away with the scalpel, which is really not as scary as it might sound and so thank you for chatting with me as you go about sorting out my feet Jennifer why is it so important for people to look after the feet it's most important because our feet are our stability not only for us walking getting around in everyday life but also stability and supportive posture so if the feet aren't functioning correctly at the right moment at the right time when you're walking Neither is the rest of the body. Yeah. I mean, the feet are the foundation is something that we talk about in Pilates, in yoga and in biomechanics. The idea that the way in which the foot strikes the ground and the movements that occur at the subtalar joint, if you want to get technical, (laughs) that then influence the profile of the foot on the ground, whether it is flattened towards the ground or whether it's high arched even and lifted away from the ground because the the foot's our shock absorbing mechanism, isn't it? Absolutely. And also the different foot types, as in flat, we can have rigid flat, which yeah. is pest planus. Uh-huh. We can have high arches, which yeah. is pest cavus, uh-huh. has no flexibility. So basically there's no shock absorber that's in the pest cavus foot with a high arch. Which is obviously, if you're in sport or a lot of activity, is not good because the shock absorbers from the ground goes straight up to the top of the head on impact. Mm. So all the different foot types are associated with the different gait types. Yeah. And different anomalies in the foot as well. Like, for instance, the hallux valgus that is the deviation of the big toe can be linked with certain foot types or presentations can't it yes yes the valgus gait is where we walk outwardly which is usually associated with bunions and the deviation of the large toe but also in that process if not corrected we'll take the second toe forward because it shortens ligaments on the forefoot and allows the big toe to underlap the second. Mm-hmm. So in other words, pushing that second toe forward, which obviously is a major problem when this mm-hmm. happens because mm-hmm. you can't get foot wear. And normally, unfortunately now, what happens is that the toe usually is amputated if you can't yeah. get shoes on. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that is the extreme situation, isn't it? And it's... And definitely, as I'm getting older into middle age, I'm in a possession of what, what I usually refer to as my granny's feet. <laughs> I blame her. 
you know, for the fact that I have got fairly pronounced onions and and the beginnings of this deviation of the big toe, which I think, you know, in my experience as a physiotherapist, and probably you'll, you'll agree, or I hope you'll agree, that we can go so far and there's this slight deviation and then you sort of get to the point where all of a sudden, it's so significant and a uh, marked deviation. Oh, absolutely. Because usually we don't look at our feet. We don't yeah. even notice them. Yeah, well, the feet are just there at the end and we only look at them when they're hurt or there's a change. But yes, that slight deviation has possibly been going on since she was a very small child. Yeah. So I'm very aware that you might be hearing the clipping of my wonderful toenails well it will be wonderful after this anyway and you know we jennifer and i usually chit chat away as we as she's working on my feet and i said well why not let's have a little chit chat as as you work and and share the nuggets of wisdom that we uh, that we pass between one another with the wider audience so i i think foot care is is what we're doing today essentially isn't it that's Managing hard skin, the buildup of hard skin, and and also thickening of toenails, which can then impact onto the inside of your shoe, creating what would you call it? Compression. Yeah, burning mine, hard skin and callus, thickening of nails is usually trauma related, as yeah. in the way the foot is functioning. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it's a secondary. It is. Sort of, yeah. I mean, having rough skin or dry skin, be even around the heels, the outsides of your heels is common, isn't it? It's a common place to have dry skin. And, and for the most part, calluses are clues, aren't they? To sort of signal the, the idea that there is some biomechanical anomalies. And, uh, you know, there's a lot in the media now at the moment around minimalist footwear and, you know, the idea that by using thinner sole, we give the foot, the muscles of the feet, improved opportunities to be strong and therefore supportive as a result. And... I don't disagree with the idea that, you know, using the muscles of the feet, I mean, getting your footwear off altogether at some point every day. I love the fact that we do yoga in bare feet because at least once when you're doing your yoga class, you get the chance to actually look at your feet and really give them some attention in terms of toe movements, muscle strengthening in the soles of your feet, etc. But, you know, I, I do think that, that minimalist footwear is absolutely wonderful for people who are put together perfectly. And, and is, that, is that available out there? I well, don't think we can find one pair of feet that are absolutely perfect. I do feel mm -hmm. that most feet are walking out of gait. Mm. Yeah, yeah, with, with gait abnormalities. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Feet need to be looked at and taken care of and noticed. We do not notice them. No. And of course, there's no publicity to allow you to sort of educate yourself. It's all left to us. We see it on teeth or hair or ears, but we don't see it on feet. No. So we have to educate ourselves. And therefore, 
everyone's busy, and they tend to be forgotten. Yeah, feet are really do get forgotten. Feet are just so, so, such a big part of well-being. And I know that the in myofascial connections between the muscles in the feet, the soles of the feet, have myofascial connections with the pelvic floor, for instance. Oh, yeah. And so these muscle imbalances that we might have in our feet can just be reflected, can't they, through the myofascial system? Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. Because if your feet are flat or you're leaning in forward flexion due to wrong support of the foot or the foot is given away in some way that it shouldn't have done mm -hmm. and the correct support is not there, then we will not be using the forefoot to elevate forward and angulate. So we actually use our head. Oh, the weight of your so head. So the weight of your head is meant forward, mm -hmm. hence a lot of back problems because the forefoot support has collapsed. Yeah. And also with the valgus gait, the big toe normally is plantar flexed to ground, meaning grounded, and it won't lift. Yeah. So to lift that in the first second of a movement, the brain is working very hard and you're actually anchored to the ground before you move. Well, that's another thing. These gait patterns can be really fatiguing, can't they? Oh, yes. Yeah. So anyone with a forefoot that is not functioning, there is no elevation into the stair, the spring has gone out of the stair, they're using possibly 50% more energy mm. in the day to mm. just get around that if elevation was presented in the correct manner. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are lots of parts of the chain where ambulation goes wrong. You know, the hip, if you've got reduced range of hip extension, say, for instance. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is a little bit of a sort of chicken and egg situation, oh, yeah. isn't it? We're just like a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. So if we have a, a hip problem, usually we have a foot problem. It can be on the same side or it can be on the opposite side due to overcompensation. Mm -hmm. But the same with the feet. Yeah. So one is working, one is not. You know, as, as we all know, muscles are meant to work together for strength, posture, and correct balance, etc. It's as far as you want to take it, but mm -hmm. everything is so, so connected. Yeah. 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 And our feet are our glory in my book. <laughs> well, we, yeah, yeah we, we are fans of feet currently in this room, aren't we? There's we no doubt about that. Absolutely. And I think support definitely, corrective, prescription, individually prescribed to your own individual set of circumstances can be transformative and really make a difference to, as you say, the energy outputs for one and any painful sensations that we might be experiencing through the kinetic chain. So, you know, we do, I think we do agree on this, that there is definitely a place for correction. And, and so uh, Jennifer's uh, very skilled in the traditional method, should we call it that? Because, you know, these skills are being eroded also, aren't they? By, you know, thinking that machines can take our place. Oh, absolutely. Not with the fee. <laughs> Not in our opinion. No, 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 no. And also support of the feet by mechanically, I feel should be prescribed specifically yeah not some sort of uh, what no. you might call off the shelf no. type device no. that's my opinion some yeah. people might say well you know i've tried those and they're great but yeah. they do only mask 
We know menopause is, we see a really significant increase in plant cell fasciitis. And of course, you know, that is one area where you might in the media come across, ooh, have you got, ooh, have you got plant cell fasciitis? Here's a special insole that's going to fix your plantar fasciitis. Yeah. So there are, there are off the shelf. Oh, yes. Uh, inserts yeah. and lots of marketing with it because yeah. it's a common, common condition that basically is the foot not functioning correctly and the fascia the base of the fascia is pulling on the calcaneal bone and stretching it and overstretching it and people are often given exercises with a volume pit to stretch the arch again yeah but there, it is only possible to relate the forefoot and the rear foot together in synchronization to help prevent and cure plantar fasciitis i mean i think there's no doubt in middle life that our tissues are becoming less resilient. And so, you know, I, I'll say this often, I'll say it again, things that we have been getting away with for a significant portion of time, yes. suddenly we're no longer getting away with this stuff, oh, are we? As they say, it catches up with us at the end. Yeah, yeah. And, and so in menopause, it certainly seems to be, there's a lot more women experiencing plantar fasciitis. And so biomechanics is something for us to consider around that time. If, if you're having symptoms, and especially if they're in your feet, I would have thought it makes sense to at least see somebody, you know, and get a, a view on that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, as a physiotherapist, it, it's always that I would incorporate some kind of strengthening regime in conjunction with devices that you might use to support or correct, whether it's taping, strapping, prescription orthotics, you know, whatever it is. And so there are exercises that, that we can do to maintain the mobility of the joints. And then of yeah. course, the, the strength of the tissues, which helps the, ultimately the resilience and pain sensitivity is reduced when we are stronger. So, you know, we, we work in partnership you know, physiotherapists and podiatrists historically have, have worked together. And, uh, but unfortunately, this does seem to be something that's being eroded in, in the modern National Health Service, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Restriction is not just through trauma or damage. Mm -hmm. Restriction is through function. And a lot of the time it's through function of the feet that reflects yeah. the knee so we're walking out of line yeah with the feet or a limb discrepancy mm -hmm. leg longer but they're one leg longer it's not rocket science to know the knees are one's high one's low and the same with the hips same with the neck or the shoulders from the feet we can actually treat neck problem from the posture being corrected through biomechanical devices yeah yeah i mean limb length discrepancies are very common and there are not many people who have two legs the same, are there? No, there aren't. <laughs> no, it's very common indeed. Yeah. And even children. But normally, mm. I find it's related to the valgus gate, where we get the bunions later. It's that gate style. It's more of the um, compensation where our feet walk out outwardly than inwardly. Yeah, you mean like um, 10 to 2 time? Yeah. Orientation. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the orientation for valgus gate. Feet are so very important to our overall health and well-being. And, uh, you know, and it, it's this jigsaw puzzle that it, it's definitely a part of. 
and and so strengthening the muscles, keeping the joints supple, and making sure that you at least look at your feet once a day. I would I would say and take care of the skin, you know, moisturizing and the nails, keeping the nails at a what would you call the length of the nail? Short, would you say? Short or? Uh, not too short. Yeah. No. So just in line with the top of the toe. The end of, like yeah. the end of the toe. Yeah. yeah. You know, because fingernails and toenails, obviously it's a, it's a different ball game. Although fingernails do interfere with function too. If you've got your fingernails too long, don't they? Oh, yes. On a keyboard or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So looking after the skin, the nails. And if you've got any sores or pressure areas, any redness, because nails digging into the skin can become infected and leaving these things to their own devices when they're stuck away in footwear can certainly not. Yeah, that can be really hazardous to our health, can't it? Ten- attention at all times. Yeah. Any lesion on the feet yeah. can soon turn to an infection. And especially if you were diabetic, of course. I was, I was just going to mention yeah. diabetic foot care. So important. Yeah. It's really important for diabetics to have the feet cared for. And, and is that something that people are still entitled to? Uh, not so much now on really? the NHS. Oh, no. They don't do, I don't think, routine treatment anymore for diabetic. Oh, so the diabetic is requiring educational foot care. Yeah. And the amount of diabetic people newly diagnosed have no knowledge of it. No. And the, so it's the same for whether it's type 1, type 2, yeah. whatever type yeah. diabetes we're yeah. talking. Late onset with an older person, type mm-hmm. 2 is very, very common now. But it seems to be you're only borderline diabetic, but there is not a borderline. Oh. Yes or yeah. no. If your yeah. sugar is high, as a podiatrist, you are diabetic. That's right. And so foot care is so important for diabetics. Why, why is that? Just help me remember. Well, with diabetes, the diabetic patient can achieve a peripheral neuropathy, which yeah. is very sensitive or temporary loss of sensation. Yeah. So if, if there's loss of sensation, the blood supply it affects the healing. So if we have a corn, which has to be removed and the skin is broken on a diabetic patient with type 2 or type 1, it will take a lot, lot longer to heal. So everything is precaution with a diabetic. And it's most important with diabetic patients that they must be seen about every six to eight weeks, whether there's a problem or not, because anyone with diabetes should not be doing any treatment themselves on the feet. Oh, yeah. So if they go onto the mobile feet and they just accidentally knit themselves, the instruments that you use at home, they're not oh, sterile. Yeah. So then that gets into the area and we get an infection. Yeah. Infections that don't heal usually end further along the road. Not so good. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's really important, isn't it? It's but, very important. Yeah. So, well, ending on that note, we love to chat here in this chair. I don't know. We chat away, don't we? And We do. So maybe we'll chat again sometime. But for now, thank you so much. And take care, everybody. Take care of your feet. Take care of yourselves. And I'll speak to you again soon. Bye thank for you, now. Thank you, Philip. Thank you.